Glory, Glory, Hope. Where'd you get your feet? Jesus Christ. One gamba tall. This is the Dave Duke Podcast. I'm Dave Juke. It is the podcast and it is back again for episode 28. I'm back from my far too short holiday to Lanzarote. We need to catch up on that and answer the question for you. How much does an all-inclusive five-star hotel cost for five nights in Lanzarote in the month of October? Not as much as you would think. People were accusing me of having notions. No, it meant... Economic sense. I can assure you that. Also waved to Conor McManus, the county footballer from Monaghan, and a wonderful footballer he is. Also there was the drama of Chase and Abbey postponing their gig. And there's also the drama that is circling around the internet this week of Amsterdam. Do I believe it? Do I want to believe it? If you haven't heard the audio, I have it for you here. Bear in mind, listener discretion is strongly advised. But the last time we spoke, I told you I was going on holidays to Lanzarote. Came back on Monday. Well, I was back at work on Monday, just gone by, but I came back Saturday morning. So we flew out on the Sunday after Ireland losing to the All Blacks in the World Cup. I stayed silent for about 20 minutes after that game. I couldn't believe what I had just witnessed. Ireland losing in yet another World Cup quarterfinal in rugby. Who knew that it would happen again? Sunday, headed to Dublin Airport. Sorry, Ireland West Airport, knock. Your flights to Lanzarote in October only left of a Thursday and came back of a Thursday, and that wasn't going to suit me. I'm sorry, it's not me, it's you. But I will be back to you, Ireland West Airport, because you are the greatest airport in the entire world. Luckily enough, Dublin isn't too much of a hassle when you are living in Athlone. It's around the same time to travel to Ireland West Airport as it is to Dublin. Had to park in the Longstay car park. It was €60 for five nights, which wasn't too unreasonable for Dublin. It's still quite dear for a car park that is miles away, but there is a shuttle bus every few minutes. Got to the door. Security was very quiet. They seemed to have got their shit together in Dublin Airport. You fly through it, no hassle, no big lines. Yes, this was Sunday afternoon, so it wasn't all going to be that bad. But from the horror stories I'd heard about 2022, you would be scared heading to security. But flew through it. You don't have to take your liquids out of your bags in Dublin Airport anymore. They have put in those new scanner machines. About time. It only took how many years to figure out that not everybody wanted to blow up the plane with liquid explosives through duty-free and then got stuck into holiday mode. We didn't arrive in Lanzarote till late Sunday night. I used to be a very nervous flyer and I seem to have come on leaps and fucking bounds in flying. But I figured out the trick. I sit up very, very close to the door of the plane. So on the way out, I was studying the seats that were left in the airplane and I calculated that Aer Lingus we flew out with 
aren't as bad a bastards as Ryanair for splitting people up. So I figured out if I do random selection, there's a good chance we'll get closer up the plane. And it turns out I saved myself 40 euro by hitting random selection. And I got row eight. Neve wanted a window seat, so she was lucky enough she got that. I got the middle seat and some stranger was sitting beside us. Got the aisle. Got on the plane. All calm. Take off. Close my eyes. Visualize me driving the plane into the sky. I've watched countless YouTube videos of in the cockpit videos of planes taking off from the actual pilot's perspective. So I go through the controls. I pretend I'm driving the plane and I'm flaking her down the runway and I'm lifting her and we're all going into the sky together. And I don't feel as nervous or as sick or as worried about the flight. So these are my coping mechanism coping mechanisms for flying but I have to be up the front I went to America uh, near the back of the plane was unpleasant and the last few flights I've been on have been towards the back of the plane and I did not take the chance on the way back I paid the 40 euro and we were in row 2 and it was a fucking pleasure of a flight I didn't even have to get up in the 4 hour flight to go to the toilet or have a piss or threat my legs I knew I was up the front I knew I was safe people are fucking animals by the way What is with the people who are queuing before boarding starts? Why are you queuing? Genuinely, one person tell me, what is the benefit of being the first on the plane when we all have designated seating and Aer Lingus's policy is now that you check in your bags? So it's not a case of, geez, I need to get the bag into the first locker up the front of the plane so I'm not going backwards to get my suitcase that's all taken care of now you have to pay extra to bring your bag on board it's checked in you're going to get it there is designated seats what is the fucking panic why are you standing stressing your poor knees and thighs and legs for 40 minutes when boarding hasn't even started the plane that we're getting on is still in the fucking sky and you're standing up the top like a fucking clown It's something I'm very passionate about. Clearly it doesn't affect me. It's no skin of my nose. But it obviously irritates me. Phenomenally. That these idiots are queuing for a plane that is still in the sky. It's not taking off without you. We're all getting on the same plane. Bollocks here who's still drinking a pint at the bar. Looking at the plane on his app, on his phone, is still going to be taken off at the exact same time as you, sir. You idiot. You are the definition of what I would call a silly bastard. We were all on the same plane to Lanzarote. Got to Lanzarote. Calm and serene. No rants like that were heard. Instantly, the burst of heat hit you, and we headed to the top car, car hire desk. I had never hired a car before, myself. I had went with mates before, and we've hired cars. We even hired one in America to drive from New York to Philadelphia. This is my first time going solo, and it was actually a breeze. So shout out to Top Car in the Canary Islands. I had no brothers with ye. The car was cheap. Hired an Audi A1 and it was, with extra insurance, 
€115 for the week. So had it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and all day Friday. And it cost us €35 in petrol because I don't know if you've ever rented a car before. But the policy is they will give it to you full to the brim of petrol and you leave it back full to the brim of petrol. And it's usually the fairest way. And if you leave it back to them half empty, they're going to charge you a lot more per litre because they have to go to the hassle of filling it up, going to a petrol station. And that's what it cost us. 110, 15 euro. Not sure exactly now. But the petrol for the week cost us 35 euro. And we've done a good bit of driving. So drove to Secrets was the name of the place that we were staying in, Lanzarote, in Porto Calero. I'm not too sure about the geography of Lanzarote, but I was describing it as that we were in the southeast of the island of Lanzarote. And I'm sticking with that story. It's a few miles away from Porto del Carmen, which a lot of people would be familiar with. That's the strip, and that's where all the Irish bars are, and that's where the main activity is. But we were south southeast of that, but we weren't too far away. The idea of this holiday was to do absolutely nothing. To sit by the pool, drink a few pina coladas, read Sean Quinn's book about, oh my God, they took all my companies from me, aren't they a shower of bastards, and just generally enjoy myself. On Monday, straight away, I had to go and get a pair of flip-flops. Got a pair of those Havianas, that RTE got in trouble over. So shout out to RTE for influencing me to buy a 28-euro pair of flip-flops that actually turned out to be too big for me because I misread the sizes and were actively uncomfortable, so much so that I left them behind me in my hotel room with a note, give these or take these to whoever you want, including yourself. You can have them. These are my... These are my flip-flops. I only wore them a few times. They are now yours. So shout out to RT for influencing me. Thank you, RT. Who knew you were actually secretly advertising for Haviana flip-flops when you were in that, or when you were engulfed in that scandal of mismanaging the public funds. So Monday, straight to get these flip-flops. And of course, I am not... For one, for going, oh, the women are gone shopping because I'm twice as bad. I love clothes. I love looking at them. I love finding T-shirts that I won't regularly get in Ireland. So there was a couple of hours shopping done on Monday. Then back to the pool and we had went all-inclusive. I'd never done it before. I thought it was only something that really existed on cruise ships. I'd never explored the possibility in a hotel. This was... Pay your money now, and you can eat in all the restaurants, all the time, in all the bars for free. Everything is free. You go eat breakfast, you go eat lunch, you go eat dinner, you have a cocktail, it is free. Well, not free technically, because you're paying for it up front. So, cost is always an important measure of if something is valuable or not. So to stay for the five nights in this five-star resort, it was going to be €1,200. But if you paid €400 extra for myself and Neve, that's the missus, it would be €1,600. So five nights at €1,600 between us, €800 a pop, and all was included. So we said, we haven't done this before. 
Fuck it. Let's do it and find out if it's any value. And you know what? It actually was. The food was not fantastical. It wasn't bad. I would actively say it was very good. But it wasn't phenomenally good. You weren't going, oh my god, this is the best thing I've ever ate. But they did have choices. So you had a buffet, dinner, every night. You had an Italian place. You had a steak place. There was a seafood place, which I wasn't interested in. There was choices. But none of them were absolutely delicious. All were adequate. All, I would even go as far as say, were good to very good. But nothing absolutely blew me away. My favourite meal was the day they were doing hot dogs. And they also had chicken goujons. So I took a hot dog bun and I made basically a chicken goujon roll. That was my favourite meal of them all. And we had steak and we had pasta, lasagna, buffet. There was everything you could ever want. What else did they have? They had paella. That like the Spanish rice and chicken. They had a lot of choices. But that was my favourite, was making a chicken fillet roll. And I said to Neve, we're only here two fucking days and we're eating chicken fillet rolls. And they were the nicest of the whole lot. So 1600 euro, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And what I thought was a very nice touch from Secrets on the Friday. We were checking out. Our flight wasn't till late, but the person behind the counter didn't know that. And she asked, are you heading for a flight now? Or what's your plans for the day? We said, oh, we're going to hang around and our flight isn't until eight this evening. She was like, do you want to keep the key card and you can have lunch today for free? I was like, that's really fucking sound. I feel in Ireland that wouldn't happen. In Ireland, Paddy is looking to ride you every single second. If Paddy isn't riding you for everything you've got, Paddy isn't happy. And when I say Paddy, I mean Ireland. Whereas in Spain, whereas in Lanzarote, I thought that was a really nice touch. I know they might be more inclined to try and butter up the tourists because they rely so heavily on the tourism industry. But Ireland does too, and we still get rid up the hole in this country without consent. So shout out to Secrets in Lanzarote. You're a fine establishment with fine workers, fine cocktails that we were able to take advantage of. Now, they showed you the prices because you can actually go and stay there without doing all-inclusive. But you're paying 10, 11 euro a cocktail. You're paying 30 euro a steak. It was well worth doing all-inclusive. Would do again. So flights, 900 euro for both of us. Heading out of Lanzarote with Aer Lingus. Actually cheaper than Ryanair. You're saying, oh, what notions he has. No, it was cheaper than Ryanair. Ryanair's new baggage system means that you are also getting rid, rid, for trying to bring any bag over two centimetres on their flights. So Aer Lingus was cheaper and Secrets was 1600 for five nights. Would recommend. Did we do many activities? No. We went to Rancho, Texas, excellent, Jardin de Cactus, grand, and we went to this place. Some lunatic decided years ago, I'm going to build a house into the mountain. 
And he did it, and he done a fine job of it. It's called Lagomar Museum Lanzarote. It's now open to the general public. If you're looking for the rundown, then Instagram at This Is I Radio, and you'll see the post there. And enjoy Asia Restaurant. It was recommended too many times not to go, so we ate out there for Thursday night, and I was happy to pay for it. We ate and ate and ate some more, and it was still under 50 quid. There's good value still in Lanzarote. Once again, reminding me that we're getting rid up the hole in Ireland. You'll never beat the Irish, but you will ride them up the hole with expensive beer and... Ah, I'll come up with a song someday. It's an expensive place to live, this Ireland. I wouldn't mind moving to Spain or Lanzarote or one of the Canary Islands and having a good time. If you could work remotely by holding down a job that you got in Ireland with, say, a nice wage and move abroad, I couldn't see why you wouldn't do it. Unless you have commitments and kids and a wife or a husband or, I don't know, family that you like. It's a great option if you can do it. Go to fucking Spain on a good Irish wage and live life. They were playing bingo in the middle of the day. Like it was holidays every day. Like this is October. What are you at? Get back to work. Get back to work. Well, I felt I got back to work Friday. Because Chase and Abbey were coming to the Dome nightclub in Bundorn. Live music venue, hey. But it didn't happen. Let me drink some water. Back to water, not pina coladas. Oh, by the way, didn't go to any Irish bars. That's not my type of holiday. I I actively didn't want to speak to anybody. I actively avoided eye contact with people. This was pure, utter, selfish day of time. Hadn't been on a sun holiday in years. I'm making... That sounds like I'm... Um, not privileged I am but I needed the break I wanted the break so I didn't want to go to Irish bars and chat with Irish people I wanted to keep myself to myself and enjoy the time I had with herself the one person I did actively wave to though and made sure that he knew I was waving at him was Conor McManus the GAA star I have this clip on my hotkeys. So the hotkeys are your bank of audio effects that I have in the radio. So it's ready to go at a moment's notice. And it's Conor McManus here. Uh, win a home in Lanzarote. Fuck! Fuck, it was win a home in Lanzarote draw, wasn't it? That's only after dawning on me. He was obviously forced by Manahan GAA to promote this win a home abroad draw for Mon and GA last year and I got the clip and I have not stopped playing it and I was driving my rented car we had it for the last day and we're driving up the strip in Lanzarote and I see this fellow in the distance that's an Irish man I say to myself and we get a little bit closer I recognise that man I say to myself but it hadn't dawned to me who it was and now we are only metres away. And I realise that's Conor McManus. So I had the window down 
even though that was defeating the purpose of the aircon when it was 28 degrees. And I give him the half scan. I didn't want to be over the top. Well, Colin McManus, you're the fucking best football Monaghan's ever produced, hey. I didn't do that. I just give him the half scan. How are we getting on? But I didn't actually speak. I might have went, I, I might, might have done that. It was all over in a flash. It's hard to remember. But I do remember looking in the rearview mirror and Conor McManus is staring at this Spain-registered car driving into the distance. Not that he recognised me, but he might have recognised me as a fellow Irishman. And then he thought, who the fuck is that clown? Conor McManus, I have great admiration for you as a footballer. I know that you are an auctioneer. And I'd buy a house off you if I had the money or the mortgage. And I hope that my half scan of a wave at you in the strip in Lanzarote didn't affect negatively your holiday. So that's Lanzarote in a nutshell. Great place. Will I go back? Maybe in years to come. I need to try out Tenerife and Fortaventura and just other sunny places that are along the equator that have 28 degree average heat in the third week of October. That's the things I'm into now. I'm going to go holiday in October because September you can't take holidays with the radio. The summer months are too busy. April, Arsher, Easter is in April usually. You can't be going away there. So my new thing is holidays in October. And I'm very much looking forward to hearing your recommendations for them. You know where to get me at all times. Just drop it into the comment box underneath this. I think it asks you, what do you think of this episode? And also Dave at DaveJuke.e. And Instagram, Mr. DaveJuke. I had started telling you about Chase and Abbey, but I needed to tell you about Conor McManus. So back to Chase and Abbey. The holiday truly ended on Friday morning, to be honest. Because Chase and Abbey were coming to the Dome, live music venue Bundorn, on Saturday. And I was helping the Dome organise it. And I felt very involved. And there was calls back and forth about stage times and getting the lads in and sound checks and yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. A load of shite if you're not into it, but important logistical stuff when you are in the middle of it. And the calls continued on Saturday from morning to afternoon and eventually make them away from Athlone to Bundorn when I get another call. And it is from the Dome of Mundorn. Do you want the good news or the bad news, Dave? Oh, give me the good news. Well, there was no good news. Chase and Abbey had to postpone. I'm not going to tell you exactly why, because I think it would cause a GDPR issue and out of decency. But please be assured, it was a very serious family reason that they had to turn on their heel there and then and go back. There's not a doubt in my mind about that. They had to go home 100% and it seems everything is on the mend again and I'm glad to hear that. They had to legitimately postpone. But we had to announce to everybody that had bought tickets weeks ago that were travelling from quite a bit of distance to go see Jason and me that they would no longer be performing. And 
back and forth then about getting a statement up and releasing it on social media and emailing ticket holders. It was a lot of unnecessary pre post holiday stress that I did not want. So uh, it was come to the conclusion that the dome would open free of charge for everybody. Whether you had a ticket or not, you could come and it was free on the door. And let's have a good time. So I played that night and it actually went very well and people are in good spirits and we are rescheduling Chesson Abbey and it will be happening in the next few weeks. But I always feel like I'm punished for going on holidays. And I think people know when you're coming towards the end of the holidays they feel more comfortable in ringing you. I'm like, fuck off. I'm on holidays. Get away from me. But people know, they smell it, they're like, I think he's coming off all this, let's get on him, ring him, text him. I also knew that I was going to get a gig inquiry on the Monday, that I was in Lanzarote. Just knew it, felt it in my waters, and lo and behold, was just after getting up on Monday morning in this beautiful hotel in Lanzarote, and ping, could you have, no, not available, can't do it, good luck, bye 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 Gillick, Gillick, not doing it. So we're back again. I had a burger on the Friday in Lanzarote. And I'm not right since. I've convinced myself I have stomach ulcers because remember a few episodes ago I was telling you I went to get the bloods done in with my doctor and I was telling him all my woes and he was like, mm, you might have stomach ulcers. We'll give you something for them. Things kind of died down a little bit and ate a burger on Friday and it kept repeating on me. Constant burping. And I'm not fully right since. I went to digital doctor and he gave me... He gave me tablets. Where are they now? Boscopan. Have you ever heard of that? And another, like, IBS tablet. And they've helped a little bit. But I'm not right. I'm burping and farting and, oh, Jesus, will I ever be fully right again? I think it might be stress that's bringing it on. So I might have to go back to my doctor and might have to ask him, give me a few Owlmore tablets there. Because the old digital doctor, he just wants to give you something and get you off the call. They're a grand service, but he's like, yeah, we'll just give you this. Doctor, do you think it'll be stomach ulcers? Take this first and then go to your GP. But maybe you're the only fucking GP I have, digital doctor. Give me the right drugs. Let's do it right the first time. Let's not fuck about digital doctor. So he's given me a few drugs to keep me going for a while. I don't want to drink this weekend. I have a very busy weekend. I'm doing a teen disco on Friday. I'm doing Dunsbar Carrigan Shannon on Saturday. And on Sunday, I'm emceeing and DJing at the Markenfirma National Rally in Belnishloe. So, it's a very busy weekend, and I don't want to be farting and super bloated. It's a horrible feeling, being bloated and having a stomach that's not working right. So, I'll get it to look after, right? You were giving out to me the last time when I was telling you all about my woes and being tired. And you're like, Dave, would you look after yourself? I am on... Dave needs to be healthy flat out. And I'm on that buzz. I'm on it like a carb on it. But it's not easy. It's not easy. So, in summary, 
Lanzarote, very nice place. Weather was wonderful. All-inclusive at a hotel like Secrets, very worthwhile. Dublin, not as good as Ireland West Airport. Conor McManus, I'm sorry for waving at you. I hope it didn't negatively affect you. Chasing Abbey will be rescheduled for the Dome and Bundorn in the next few weeks. Keep an eye on socials for that. And I have some sort of stomach issues that I will see too. Whether it's IBS or whatever I have, I'm getting to the bottom of it. Because I can't enjoy my food when I feel poorly after it. It's sickening my hole. Also, I promised this at the start of the episode. Have you heard this from Amsterdam? It's been going around on TikTok and WhatsApp all week. So... My friend Amelia, who I was with yesterday, she's got a mate called Ellie who's in a house share in London and um, Ellie shares with like a bunch of girls and one of the girls was telling her she's just been on a hen do to Amsterdam where the stag and the hen went at the same time. I think they were all just like a mixed social group who kind of like knew each other but then the stag went one day and the hen, one way and the hens went the other. And one of the girls on the Hindu got super drunk and went into one of these booths with like a glory hole. And so a guy on the other side stuck his dick through. So the girl was just drunk and started sucking him off. But it was one of these ones apparently where like if like she pushes a button and the guy pushes a button on the other side, they can kind of see who's on the other side. Like it makes it like transparent, like a window so they can see. And so, being drunk, she thought it'd be hilarious to push this button just to see who she'd been sucking off. And so she pushes the button and looks up, and it's her dad on the other side. And apparently, like, the hen and the stag do all went home early because it was, like, so traumatic. And the girl's fallen out with all her family. The mum's obviously found out and is, like, not speaking to the dad. Like, it's broken up the whole family because this girl sucked off her dad through a glory hole. Fuck me. Was ever holiday trip abroad's horror story you have? It surely can't be as bad as sucking off your old buck through a glory hole. I would imagine you are not too innocent if you are listening to this podcast. However... Maybe you don't know what a glory hole is. So imagine a sheet of plywood or a wall. And in that wall, at about cock height, is a hole. And if you are a man, you stick your mickey through it. And on the other side, you hope it's going to be sucked. And that is the rough and ready explanation of a glory hole. Amsterdam would have a fair few of these. You usually used by gay men primarily. And I bring that up because I never wanted this story to be true. You hear these stories in urban legends and myths and I wish that the Loch Ness monster was real. Part of me did believe for a while that George Bush did 9-11. Some people even believe that 5G caused coronavirus. None of those things are real or true, and I hope the same for this. Vice Media actually have went as far as trying to 
debunk this. Debunking the story of the girl who supposedly f***ed off her dad by accident. Also, I don't know why they're bleeping out Sock and Glory Hole. I think they're being super sensitive for social media, so just bearing that in mind. Okay? Debunking the story of the girl who supposedly f***ed off her dad by accident. Being drunk, she thought it'd be hilarious to push his button just to see who she'd been f***ing off. And it's her dad. That clip you just heard is part of a message that went viral across WhatsApp this week, claiming a girl on a Hindu in Amsterdam entered a bar with a hole, and when she pressed a button to reveal the recipient, it turned out to be her dad. If, like, she pushes a button and the guy pushes a button on the other side, it makes it, like, transparent like a window so they can see. But is it true? I tracked down Amsterdam's holes to see if one with the glass exists. I know you guys have holes. It's all for men. In fact, of the four holes available, three of them were for men on men only, which means that only one could have hosted the fated off. William Higgins Le Salon. Is there a button that you can press on your holes to see the other person on the other side? No, they're just holes. Just holes. And as it turns out, Ricky Gervais used a similar story in his stand-up four years ago, which could be the story's origin. A comes through, oh, he s***ed him off, and when they went outside, it was his dad. Sorry to spoil the fun. I hope Vice is right and that someone didn't accidentally suck off their dad in Amsterdam because that would be absolutely horrific. There's no picking up after that. We're going to end on that note with the hopefulness that it is untrue. But if it was true, who would it be worse for? The father or the daughter? Till next time, take it savage handy. (laughs) 